0: Going live. So you
1: are live?
0: Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> also live.
1: We are live as well. And we are just about ready to go. So in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, all you spry tubers and twitchers out there. Welcome to the Could You Do It Better Podcast. We're filmmaker, gamer extraordinaire, and the behind-the-scenes awesomeness known as SESH and the writing and directing sensation known as Maria discuss popular television shows and movies and answer the always controversial question of, could you do it better? Today, we will be discussing Episode 7 of Damon Lindelof's The Watchman television series as inspired by Alan Moore's graphic novel. And as for me, I'm Jonathan, and unlike our two experts, have no industry experience whatsoever. In other words, I'm much like Ozymandias at his trial, despised by people and animals alike, incapable of doing anything but make inappropriate noises, and unable to make a salient defense for why I should be allowed to stay on this show instead of being locked up. (laughs) And now, to Sesh and Maria.
2: Woo! Woo!
0: I'm getting a note that... If, if there's tech problems, woohoo! No, we shouldn't Oh,
1: be... I hope not.
0: Uh oh. Okay, I think we're good. Yeah, Is we better? should be good. All right.
1: All right. <laughs> um, all right.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so good to, to know that was a good good start to our show. <laughs> At least, always... like,
0: never mind, they're all... <laughs> Oh, never mind.
1: Okay, okay, they were listening to that other podcast. <laughs> So I, hate those guys. I know, I know, I know I as the intern here, I try setting this up appropriately. And I assume when people say there's tech problems, I'm like, Oh, no, back to the dungeon I'm going. to. So on that note, I think it's time we go to the recap, as mandated by our legal department. That's right, our legal department cold open on the history channel's newest desperate attempt to build money out of its viewers. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I forgot the introduction. Where am I today? So introduction is a spoiler alert. Uh, we are going to be (laughs) reviewing episode seven of the Watchmen. So there will be spoilers involved. Um, uh, that being said, if you haven't seen the Watchmen, you want to before going and listening to this podcast, uh, Please feel free to put us on mute while you watch the episode and then re-watch a second time after you're done uh, helping our viewer figures. Thank you very much. Excellent. Got that covered. Yeah. All right. Back to the recap. Cold open on the History Channel's newest desperate attempt to bilk money out of its viewers. The sequel to Ancient Aliens, Moderner Gods. They introduce John Osterman, young American immigrant, to Dr. Manhattan to fashion mogul to warlord to god or as we well know the average american story <laughs> pan out to a young angela abar in a vietnamese video store post annexation trying to buy the exploitation film sister night clearly no relation to her alter ego we're introduced yeah. to angela's loving parents and then see them blown away by a suicide bomber while young Angela watches a hastily put-together marionette show by a male accomplice who has spent way too much time shopping out of the James Bond Villains Quarterly Summer co- Collection. <laughs> and as I always say, why give an intricate or complex moral or lessons learned when you could just hit the viewer over the head with it repeati- repeatedly with a hammer? But more on that later. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> foreshadowing that's what they call it in the industry angela wakes up from her drug overdose induced coma where she's being treated by lady true because drugs are bad okay apparently angela's been in and out several times as she's received a mystery drug treatment through an iv complete with drug advertisements and that's the sound of thousands of big pharma execs furiously scribbling down two-year plans on making injectable commercials meanwhile Cal tries to see his wife, only to be unable to get past security while black. Jump That's over, sad. <laughs> <laughs> jump over to Lori Blake, listening to Angela's Fever Dreams about Cyclops and deciding to pay Polyphemus's wife herself, Jane Crawford, a visit. While Agent Petey is told to live in Looking Glass's bunker with a bunch of dead people indefinitely and possibly never to be seen again. But hey! <laughs> Looking glass might have survived. So there's that.
2: I like to. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Lori and Jane bond over some tea, crumpets, a Tupperware party, and the casual suggestion that Jane's dead husband was a clan member, becoming fast friends. Well, at least until Lori pokes the racism hive that is Jane a bit too hard and falls through the floor into cavalry hell through the handy trap door.
2: Everyone needs
1: one. Rich people. shoot back to angela going through another memory as a kid of the vietnamese police finding the bond villain accomplice responsible for killing her parents and executing odd job on the spot while little abar asks to witness an endearing sign of a good stable future policewoman and as such angela gets her first job offer yep gotta keep that headcount neutral and take the expensive experienced personnel out behind the woodshed and put them down to make room for the cheap inexperienced kids just out of school. (laughs) Enter the gorgeous cut between Angela's eyes and the stained glass windows of the courthouse where Ozymandias is on trial. And that right there is how you win Golden Globe Awards, young Padawans. Wait, this series got snubbed by the Globes and Big Little Lies were nominated in several categories? What is wrong with these people? Well, Ozymandias' trial is not the kangaroo court we were expecting. Instead, it is a year-long, spirited, detailed, and well-debated argument by Plaintiff Crookshanks in a manner that would make Perry Mason proud and resulting in um, flatulence by the defendant and a ruling made by teacup pigs.
2: They were cute.
1: Yeah. I hear your laughter, Golden Globes, but you rewatch Big Little Lies and tell me those teacup pigs didn't do a better job delivering their lines than some of those Big Little Lies actors with even clunkier dialogue. I dare you. Yeah, thought so. (laughs) Back to Angela, who during lunch with Lady True finds out that Lady True's daughter is actually her mother. (laughs) Lady True, quite possibly, is an egomaniacal psychopath. Well, that checks out. Swinging back to Lori Blake, tied up by Congressman Marshmallow Fluff himself, Joe Keen, who tells her his Grand Wizard Dragon Master plan of wanting to be a blue man because being a white man isn't scary enough. (laughs) Oh, joy. God Cool Whip. Can't wait for the streets to run rampant with Mayo, Kale, and Twilight books. Back to Lady True making her Millennium Clock Memorial speech, slamming down the straight-up raid on Ozymandias, stating that generations will look on this work and not despair. Suck on that, Percy Bish Shelley. Jump to Angela. Okay, this—that's 17th century humor, I think. 18th I, century, I'm maybe. Sure some people. Uh, some now. people caught it. <They did>. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, go on. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> Jump to You're Angela. Doing
0: good, intern. You're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Way to date yourself. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Jump to Angela,
1: following her memory umbilical cord to the least secure locked room ever, hoping to find her grandfather, only to find her brain fluid donor is a comatose elephant. That's something you'll never forget. Hey.
2: But dump. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Angela, displaying yet more brilliant self-medication techniques Rips the IV that's keeping her alive out of her arm And immediately passes back out into yet another dream coma This time, she's a young girl in Vietnam Meeting her grandma for the first time June seems nice and sweet But in actuality, she wants to take Angela back home to Oklahoma And there is never any possible justification for that But Angela, not knowing any better, takes a shining to her, telling her she wants to be a police officer and watch Sister Night with her. Again, clearly no relation to her alias. But as they get in the cab, June has either a heart attack or stroke and unfortunately dies. Man, that's a rough origin story.
2: That's very sad.
1: Angela wakes up and tries escaping, but finds level zero of the compound is not the ground floor, but instead the call center for the Dr. Manhattan phone booths. Lady True finds her there and tells her Dr. Manhattan is in Tulsa, and human, and that the 7th Cavalry is going to kill him today and take his power. The two clearly share a moment as Angela takes off, steals a car, and goes demolition derby on the front gates along with Red Scare and Pirate Jenny's cruiser. See what drugs do to you kids? She goes home and rampages through her kitchen and Cal notices her acting crazy. Angela says he's not Cal and that there was no accident, while Cal looks at her like she's taken a whole bottle of someone else's illegal drugs. And finally, she then goes all misery on his skull with a hammer, pulling the creamy ring-filled center out of his brain as a blue glow shines brightly into the kitchen my guess is it was a blue spotlight shining through the hole in his head but your guess is as good as mine this episode was brought to you by pachyderm plasmacore llc do you often find yourself feeling depressed or manic due to overdosing on an inordinate amount of illegal drugs are your neural pathways blocked due to someone else's traumatic memories frying your brain Or do you just like the idea of a comatose pachyderm arriving on your doorstep with free next day delivery? Then contact your doctor and see if Pachyderm PlasmaCore may be for you. (laughs) Pachyderm PlasmaCore LLC, where unclogging neural pathways, calming oceans of cerebrospinal fluids, and majestic elephants all come together to help you remember what it's like to not remember what others meant to remember. (laughs) and Plasma Core is not affiliated with true industries and is not liable for the use of said elephants in medical treatments, nor liable for the side effects from said treatments. Known side effects from the treatments include severe depression, anger bouts, of moodiness, drowsiness, bowel eruptions, and in rare instances, death. Do not use without the treatment of a licensed medical professional. Back to you, <laughs> Sesh and Maria. Yay. Now, I feel like I've had the entire
2: bottle of memory pills you know, for the whole episode.
0: All right. Thank you, Intern Jonathan.
2: Yeah,
1: no problem. No problem. That was was
0: epic. That was your legally
1: mandated recap. (laughs)
0: Legally?
1: Yeah, you're welcome, legal department.
0: (laughs) All right, let's get started with our first question of the night, which is, could you do it better? Annexation of a foreign country um let's see we started with sesh last week so let's uh let's go ahead and start with me sure um so okay so if i had a giant indestructible blue man at my disposal and uh wanted to take over another country sending him is not a bad idea i would perhaps invent more countries if he can make that happen just have him pop up a giant island in the ocean and call it america's I don't think they did a good enough job of populating Vietnam with enough Mm -hmm. non-Vietnamese. They should have advertised Vietnam as a really nice vacation spot, like Hawaii, and push the population to be more mixed so that there are more people on the American side in Vietnam. I would have spies to root out the dissenters and offer the Vietnamese incentives for becoming more Americanized, i.e. learning English and the American culture. Give good money to their tourism to encourage their appreciation of foreigners. And that is what I would do. It sounds kind of like what America did with Hawaii.
1: Oh gosh. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Hawaiian listeners out there, yes, we are we are we are very sorry about that. Oh my gosh.
2: I'm
0: just saying.
1: So so forced integration, huh? Is the military gonna be standing over people? Uh what?
0: Forced integration is more like um, highly welcomed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Much <Stop> appreciated. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I like it. Oh, boy. Idea. You know what? We like Hawaii, right? Yes. Good idea. Oh, no.
1: Oh, no. Could You Do It Better does not sponsor this. <laughs> Oh, oh yep, there's uh, PR looking at us again. Hawaii.
2: Hawaii. Oh. Please, Hawaii. oh my God! So
0: who was it? Make me, uh, Sash. What do you think? Well, how would you handle this? <laughs> uh, so I first
2: saw this question and I straight up was what? 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 <laughs> like, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> um, okay, so first, the show definitely conveyed it being something similar to how our world works when that happens. Um, where there's a lot of undercurrent of resentment and hostile issues, which are fair.
0: Uh,
2: I I think if I were to be in charge in any way and had a Dr. Manhattan-type being on my side, under my orders, I would have tried to find a less violent and destructive way to, unfortunately, mm, take uh, what (laughs) I intended to take. (laughs) <laughs> That's not nice. the best intention, but you, you know, it's, <laughs> this is the question I was asked. Um, like, I think, uh, I think you would have had the power to just teleport violent people out of there and reward peaceful people, rebuild Ooh, things, is yeah. the power to make it not be a hostile takeover, but a friendly takeover? <laughs> There's just no imagination used at all for this. Um, but for real, though, uh, there's a huge theme of the story and the path that revenge takes somebody, and how it almost even leads into more anger and more and no satisfaction. Um, so, hmm, maybe there's some themes here instead of using Mr. Blue Man's almighty power. Uh, they might have just tried to maybe point some fingers
0: at those things of oh. the entire show. Where would they put these people though? Like, like <laughs> mean leper island? like <laughs> oh, Wait, my we're
2: going to Hawaii? <laughs> they put the violent people in Hawaii. They have a great time. They're going to they're gonna be happy. When they're all happy, bring them back. It'll be great. What a system.
1: <laughs> I will tell you, I am not pleased by <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like these, these are
1: great. These are great. This is like, don't apologize, just do. Just... Well, you're <laughs> taking
2: over, country. A come on. you give some people some nice vacation time, they yeah. come back happy, it's all great. Oh so how God. would you answer this question Jonathan? <laughs>
1: well, this is a time-honored question and I'm glad we stepped through this one on the first one such that everybody can turn off this show before we get to the to the more fun questions. Um, But, you know, really, how to get a people who lost friends, family, and even their own national identity due to wartime aggressions by a country that they undeniably hate to accept that new ruling power and eventually support it? (laughs) Well, let's try, at least. First things first is that you need to understand that you are seen as the enemy and a brutal and ferocious one at that. To them, you are not the conquering heroes or the liberators or the good guys that you like to believe yourself to be. Similarly, you must understand that anything you say is gonna be met with bitter contempt and extreme distrust and telling them what to do in an authoritarian manner or with military force is only gonna make things worse. As such, you need to approach them on a personal level, then on an economic level, and finally on a political level. Start by saying, While your leaders have surrendered and declared the war is over, we realize that for many of you, this feels like far from the truth. You have lost family, friends, and perhaps for many of you, even your own personal sense of self. Houses, businesses, and even cities have been damaged and in some cases destroyed. And we realize that most of you are looking at both short and long-term economic struggles. We know that for most of you, we are seen as the responsible parties for the suffering. While we want to tell you that we are not as bad as you have been led to believe, we realize when you see the devastation and loss around you, this seems far from the truth. As such, we instead hope that our actions in the near future speak louder than any comforting words we provide. We will start by immediately making reparations to your people and each citizen in the amount of blank month salary. While we realize that money will not make up for your losses, both personal and financial, we believe this will at the very least allow you to be economically stable in the short term. As well, we will work with your local construction companies and contractors to help rebuild your houses, Mm -hmm. businesses, and cities to aid in longer-term financial stability. And we will also open up the harbors and borders for food and trade to allow for both easy access of goods as well as allow for long-term economic profitability. In terms of political authority of your country, we do not wish to govern you in an authoritative fashion or by military force. Instead, we wish to allow you to fashion yourself a government willing to work with ours peacefully, and we wish to allow you to establish your own police force to serve and protect your people, as well as arrest those who wish to harm you and aid, and we will give aid to this police force as needed. In return, We will provide you the freedoms that our government provides our own people and the military supports protect your borders from any additional outside incursions. While I want this process to go peacefully, we understand that there may be rebellious responses. Similarly, while we hope these rebellions are in the form of peaceful protests, we know that some may be of more aggressive form and more extreme cases viewed as acts of war. Please understand that we believe you have suffered enough And that we will be giving you all means to speak your minds without recourse or at risk to your own personal safety. And that taking aggressive actions or acts of war will only result in slowing down the rebuilding process in your own economic recovery, as resources will be partially focused on stopping these actions. While we know we may not currently garner your respect or your support, we just ask that you allow us a chance to help you rebuild. And if we treat you with respect, decency, and freedoms you deserve, I do believe that it will eventually lead to the betterment of both of our peoples and a long-term peace for both of our children and our children's children for many years to come. We're going to start on this rebuilding process immediately and much more news on the specific details to follow in the coming days. Thank you.
0: Wow, that was
2: very beautiful. I want to know when or if you already have written political speeches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because clearly mine is, mine is polished.
2: Oh. <laughs> no. You have never given one of your written speech, speeches to a politician
1: to ruin? No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, no, no. Uh, I, I'm definitely not one of their writers. And uh, the good news is like with stuff like this, you don't need to run it by other people who clearly have differing views than you who are just going to be like, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> um, but um, no, I mean, really, I, uh, how I see it is if you have taken over another country and annexed it, it's a hostile takeover. No matter how friendly you try making it seem, yeah. no matter how buddy-buddy, like those people are not going to appreciate that. We've done it to the Native Americans here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We have done it to the uh, Hawaiians here, and yeah, if you if you don't know the history of Hawaii, actually, that's a good thing to look up and read a little bit, uh, because uh, the truth is, now that they're a state, a lot of Americans they're never taught the actual history of how Hawaii became a state and how it came to they to were be. They, they were they were, they were their, their own kingdom, yeah. so. Um, You know, we have definitely been on on the opposite side of things. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, we weren't looked as the good guys or the conquering people. And you have to, unfortunately, once those decisions are made and you take those actions, you need to do something to help integrate those people into into your public.
0: So, Mr. President, my only my only issue with what you mm-hmm. said to me as a Vietnamese citizen mm-hmm, is:
2: mm-hmm.
0: Would you allow me to put into power somebody that you, as Americans, wouldn't agree with?
1: Um, there is just one rule that I would have: We don't have to necessarily agree with with their candidate or oh. their government, but they have to be a government that's willing to work with us.
0: So they can be authoritarian but
1: authoritarian quite doesn't work when no. you're when you're working with a uh, <laughs> another group who has mm. insight into their actions mm. uh, but no we would make it clear that the current government that they have in place that decided to go with war to war with us is not no mm. no they are not going to be in power that is that mm. is it
2: i see that's fair okay. sorry <laughs> Okay. I mean, I, I think it's it's because intern for... you know, violence in the takeover more so than uh, it being a very friendly takeover. I don't think the level of friendliness that I have in mind can be done without um, a blue demigod. Mm.
1: <laughs> so, so we just had one of our people listening to us on Podbean, which said, "Intern for 2020 presidency." <laughs> yes. I appreciate that. I appreciate that support. Appreciate that support. However, however <laughs> there is no way I'd throw my, my ring into this mess at that time. Holy cow. You don't want
0: to fix this country and all the other countries. Oh, I'd love everything.
1: I'd love to fix this country, but um
0: well in order to be a politician you'd have to wear you'd have to not wear a mask. <laughs>
1: so. And leave the house, right? Yes. Oh man
0: you, you might have actually want
1: to fix the country to be a politician politician, I know it's (laughs) it's 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 very strange
0: anyway our next question of the night is could you do it better as Adrian Veidt give a better defense for his actions than flatulence um okay I guess I'll go first I'm pretty sure anything could be better than a big fart Um, I think even if I knew I was going to get off anyway I would still have some defense if not just to hear it myself (laughs) I would say that the people I, was, I killed was in order to have a world who behaved kindly. That was That's why I killed them, like uh, you clones. But sadly, even though people live in fear of my monster, they haven't stopped hating. Living in this world with peaceful people is a far worse fate than living with hate, is what I've discovered. At least there is something to struggle for. I can't leave here any longer because I simply don't feel alive. So I would share, I would share with the clones why I want to leave. And even if they don't understand, maybe they can see that I have, you know, a heart.
1: Wow. That's, that's pretty deep.
0: That is
2: nice. That would be good to get a little tidbit from him like that. I'm just going to talk about (laughs) farts. Go ahead, (laughs) Sash. Okay, for real, I think he ate an entire birthday cake, and it's just, that's too much for me. I cannot fart like that at my best. If you do hear anything right now, I swear it's the dog. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything like him. Um, uh, this This was kind of a perfect answer to me for this weird make-believe trial. Honestly, I was not a fan of the trial and any level of law on his imprisonment. Um, it all just felt like make-believe and he's literally not on earth like I was so much more curious about the ins and the outs of where he was and what was happening there and what else he could be doing um, than this smelly trial. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, that's mm. fair.
0: Mm. <laughs> Jonathan? <laughs>
1: So uh, is is the shaggy defense of just singing over and over it wasn't me an option?
0: <laughs>
2: oh, it wasn't me, n- yeah. <laughs> hmm.
1: If not that, perhaps claiming that he is actually a clone of the real Ozymandias who committed Ooh. all these atrocities, and that his and that his cl- that him clone ozymandias discovered the research and decided to put the findings to good use might actually play well to his jury as they themselves are clones and should not be accountable for other clones actions
2: uh-huh.
1: as burden of proof Flipper. is on mm-hmm. the prosecution this actually might hold enough water because mm-hmm. the technology is there which means it might be possible
2: it's hmm. pretty good Flipper. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that get
1: him off of it. Yeah. In reality, though, uh, this is clearly a case of Ozymandias wanting to be found guilty for his crimes and allow his guilt-ridden conscience to finally see the light of day. As such, he should have just made himself a cat of nine tails out of Phillips and Crookshanks dead bodies (laughs) and began (laughs) flagellating himself to the shock of the courtroom just to drive the point home. That's right, listeners, who had self-flagellation on their Could You Do It Better podcast bingo card tonight?
0: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> wow. So All the visuals hearts. are just watching over me
2: right now. <laughs> I'm so, so glad we're talking about parts.
0: <laughs> All right. So our next question of the night is, could you do better tell someone suffering from total amnesia that they're actually someone else 10 years after the fact okay this is a simple one for me i would probably save the box with a picture or a video proof of who they were and their metamorphosis and show them so they don't think I'm totally crazy. Like here's a video, this is you changing. Then I would probably have to chloroform him for what I was gonna have to do next. <laughs> <laughs> End mm. <laughs> short and sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, um uh, I mean, oops. <laughs> uh, they started with the, uh, she started with the Hey Baby, which is a good start at least, kind <laughs> of, if you don't count the really violent, aggressive start. Um, and also helps that it's good news, you know, hey, you're a demigod, woohoo, it's like winning the emotionless lottery. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but rememberly though, I think uh, it would have been nice to come at him a little more <laughs> gently, like... Hey babe! Close your eyes! I have a surprise! (laughs) BAM! You're back to your blue (laughs) (laughs) Woo! What a surprise!
1: No closing eyes around Sash
2: in the future. (laughs) Hey, only if I have
0: (laughs) (laughs) pictures. How how about you, Jonathan?
1: (laughs) Hey honey bun! Happy 10 year anniversary! (laughs) It seems like just yesterday we were getting married. It was so beautiful. The best day of my life. I still remember your wedding speech by heart. How you said you were just so blue before meeting (laughs) me. And that you could never stay in one place for too long. And how everything was just out of your control. That you were just going through the motions. And then you saw me for the first time and just knew you were going to marry me. How I made you feel normal for the first time in years. And how you said right before we put our rings on that you'd have to have a hole in your head to ever even think of leaving me. It was just so beautiful. Here, open your present, baby. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the 10th anniversary is the aluminum one. So that's right. I got you that space grade aluminum 7075 hammer. You've had your eyes on. Let's try this thing out. Wait, what do you mean we should wait until morning? Your head really is like a rock sometimes.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> not gonna great. lie, when I thought um, when you said, uh, uh, <laughs> gotta open it up, uh, I <laughs> thought you were going into the violent head
0: smashing.
1: <laughs> yeah, good. yeah, yeah. I, nice. you know, yeah, I had to slide into it a little bit. <laughs>
0: Very subtle. I wouldn't even know what what was coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Our next question is slightly more serious. If you were able to hear people's prayers, could you respond better than Dr. Manhattan? Well, for me, considering Dr. Manhattan hasn't heard them, I would think yes. If I were Dr. Manhattan and had knowledge of the future, I would offer people the chance to see their future with a warning that it cannot be changed by me at least, and it will most likely be upsetting. I would show them other worlds and how they would live in alternate realities in an effort to show that their life is a poetic moment full of meaning and that should not be lived any other way than it is. I would express that I cannot make miracles, nor should I. My unlimited knowledge has shown me I have very limited power when it comes to people's intricate fates, even my own. I would share that even I will die and I cannot stop it
2: wow wow nice thank you thank you i i mean i i do think he should be listening as well and it would be uh i mean he could just say that that message on repeat and (laughs) more um but (laughs) i mean i would probably be only half of the ignoring jerk that Dr. Manhattan <laughs> is sometimes um, when he's in blue form. Mm-hmm. And I would answer the prayers of the people that put a smile on my face, like mm-hmm. somebody who might tell a funny joke. I like that joke that we've heard <laughs> in the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would be, I think, right, I would be curious, like, <laughs> what are people asking for alone, a prayer, you know? And Damn, to have the power to make it come true would make things fun, but only only not the big things, you know, nothing that's going to actually change their fates or give them the impression that they'll change the fates. Make those little things work out for people. Um, I'd also, honestly, probably put those, like, life-form phones that I literally figured out how to make and put them to good use, you know, maybe mm. they could listen in, maybe they
0: could reply to fan mail, it'll be entertaining, Ooh. there's so much you could do. Oh, that's so cute! Right, they would have like the most sunny reactions to everything.
2: <laughs> I know. I'd love for one of those poems to answer fan mail. <laughs> That's smart.
1: <laughs> Humorously, I I had similar thoughts actually a little bit. to yeah. Sesh, yeah. Um, I'll I'll start off by by saying though that this would possibly be one of the absolute worst things that could happen to a person, just constantly having other voices crying out to you pounding in your skull 24 hours a day Mm. i mean i can't help but think you'd go insane and rather quickly at that there's really no wonder to me he'd want to be as far away from humanity as possible or inhibited like he was in the show Mm. you know and then to fully know the future uh to fully know the future and under no circumstance can it be changed and you know that almost all of what these people are praying for can and will never actually come to reality. So it's basically like receiving millions and millions of daily spam phone calls from real looking numbers. <laughs> oh, eeks. I, I think the only thing I can think of to do is to create a computer macro or code that takes all those prayers, puts them into a database sorted by geographic location. Then I'd set up some sort of global nonprofit organization in all major locations, oh. where that macro can. S- wait, wait!
0: I thought you were gonna just start blowing them up.
1: <laughs> no, 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 blowing okay, up.
0: Get it. Get it. Get it. Sort of global.
1: That would solve the problem, though, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> then, then <laughs> evil Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> we approach things the simple way: getting rid of your impediments yourself. <laughs> the, Then I'd set up some sort of global nonprofit organization in all major locations where that macro can send those prayers to a human worker who will read the prayer and go about helping make it a reality for the person wishing for. Call it something cutesy like Manhattan's miracle workers and delegate most of that work, but ensure that you still have a miracle of the day where you personally make a miracle happen. Just so you don't lose touch with humanity.
2: That is so sweet. I love it. That is really sweet. And I'm glad he didn't go the route of just blowing it all up, (laughs) like just because he could probably just literally blow up anyone that actually asks for anything. And that's nice that That's not where you went. Yeah,
1: yeah. If I would have thought of that, though, that's that's a simple approach. (laughs) That is.
0: Well, I just saw you like honing device on lighter people. I'm like, oh.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, now that's that's a big business decision that saves you money. (laughs) One I'd be incapable
2: of making. (laughs) Either um, people would stop asking. Or you'd grant their wish because they know what's coming. Mm -hmm. That's right. I I like the idea, though, of of, uh, making a prayer day and doing fun, busybody work and making something
0: out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I look forward to the miracle of the day. That would be so nice.
1: Yeah. Plus, since you already know what's going to happen, that makes it easy. You're just playing your part.
0: Mm, Very nice at the part where we have our overall thoughts and ratings for this episode. Um okay so for this episode was fun and intriguing and left juicy clues and payoffs. It also had pretty beautiful cinemat- cinematographic moments. <laughs> this episode <laughs> I, I said that way wrong. That, this is,
1: episode. That, is, that, is, that is a tough word. That is like <laughs> we can say words again it's okay. That is that is that is like that is like 18 syllables. So I don't I don't blame you
0: um this episode had to get the plot moving and it did so pretty well Uh, however i do feel like it could have used some moments more potently Mm -hmm. um especially towards the end when angela finds the doctor manhattan prayer room i also think ozymandias's fart took away a good chance at getting inside his head a bit more um i think maybe this episode bit off more than it could chew some plot points were lost for example pd and the looking glass Um, I would still give this episode high marks though, overall, um, an 8.65 for me. Yeah.
1: Fair, fair, fair assessment, fair assessment.
2: Yeah. I I think there's, there's a lot of ways I like entirely agree. Like, I I felt like it was kind of missing a little something. I I wasn't really into the trial. I think like they did miss an opportunity to do just. Almost yeah. anything else there. <laughs> Although I did like the part, but that was because that's how I felt. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, honestly, like Young Angela is just she was so entertaining. I love that little girl. That poor, poor She's little adorable. girl was so cute. Um, I did enjoy it. Honestly, I was, uh, I was yeah, like I said, not entertained by uh, the Trial of Ozzy. I think it's why I actually like the fart so much. Just because I was so. This, this trial is just an entire farce, like I'm not entertained, like is something interesting actually going to happen, and the most interesting thing was a part, so <laughs> um, it just felt like my actual response to it, um, I did really enjoy the backstory we got, and the sad bits were just so damn sad, and the sweet bits were there too, like it was, it, it did have a lot going for it, and there was a lot that I was really interested in, and it was just not Aussie enough. Episode. Um, I think I'd give it like an eight, eight and a
1: half, maybe. Solid. Yeah. Um, I, I'm right along the same wavelengths as uh, both of you. Uh, so clearly, I'm improving as an intern. Any day now. <laughs> any day now. I'll be. Uh, I'll be a regular cast member. Give it two, three years. Um, maybe. No, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we'll,
1: we'll talk about Just it keep
2: later. At it. Keep at it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, for me, solid episode with some truly great cinematics. Um, I, I really enjoyed seeing the origin story of Avar. And um, I will actually take the counter view here. I thought The Trial of Ozymandias was short but actually meaningful because hmm. um, Ozymandias really can come across as a very, very one-dimensional person. Um, and in the comics, he's not. And this was one of the few moments where watching him, where it was almost like he was trying to play his Ozymandias self, but visibly you could see that he couldn't. And I think that was meaningful because I I thought it was fairly, uh, fairly realistic. You know, he knew that he wasn't going to be getting out of this. He knew that he was going to be guilty. And so he still had to play, you know, that brightest most knowledgeable genius you know character smartest man in the world you know and yet even though he's the smartest man in the world he still gets captured and found guilty by a bunch of clones that he basically microwaved into existence (laughs) so you know it's uh it it, to me to me it it was i saw meaning in it um well that said i like that Yeah. yeah that said I felt something was missing in this episode compared to the prior ones as it was rather disjointed in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it skipped between scenes quite frequently. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, if you could tell even during the recap where I went through it, there were like, I don't know, 20, 25 different jumps, which which means, you know, every couple minutes it was, it was just jumping from one place to the next. And so you know, I felt like the episode just never truly got itself into a rhythm mm-hmm. and um, I was taken out of it as well. This seemed to me almost like a classic setup episode where the main issues needed to be put in place and then the following episode will take care of answering and progressing them. you know, for what it was, I thought the episode was quite good because quite frankly, classic setup episodes are, are just not good, like, like. There's no solution to anything. Mm -hmm. You're just getting more questions. It doesn't feel like you're progressing anywhere. In fact, it feels like you're going backwards. Mm -hmm. You know, so for what it was, I felt that the episode was quite good, but on a relative scale, I think this episode felt a little short, um, making it seem like the episode wasn't quite as finished or as polished as the prior ones. Uh, So I am going to tentatively give this an eight in reality i probably would give it lower other than the fact that you know it is sort of what it is like you might not like the setup episode Mm -hmm. or the idea of a setup episode i know i sure don't in some cases it makes sense that you need to have one like for example usually pilots in some ways have Mm. to set things up but really you don't want to do that because you want to get straight into some sort of action so really it's what episode two where you're sort of like like oh man this is not what the pilot was you know but
2: you have to i think i think it's around the trial i think i think i figured out with what what you brought out with it so one i do kind of like the trial a little bit more than i was thinking because of the things you pointed out um i think it does kind of show that he's like falling apart at the seams. Cause him like murdering all the clones that we saw before is like, well, that's just him. Like (laughs) (laughs) like, we we kind of see like there is a progression and he is kind of losing it. And then like um, you see, you mentioned earlier too, that there's like that little guilt and he kind of wants to be found guilty. Um, So there is that. Um, So yeah, the trial wasn't surprising in any way, but it wasn't completely pointless in that way. In the other way, like you're talking about this episode as a setup episode, um, not to jump too far ahead into the future, but ultimately it doesn't matter that he's oh. imprisoned in this cell. Oh,
1: oh, 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 careful. Careful. <laughs> That's
2: all I'm saying. Careful. <laughs> it just doesn't, he's already imprisoned. So him being imprisoned in the cell isn't any different for him. So
1: uh, that, 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 he does
2: not really set anything up.
1: That that's a good point. Mm -hmm. It's still a cell, a smaller cell versus a uh, versus the world, which in itself is a prison cell for him that he's that he's trying to escape. So excellent, excellent Mm -hmm. point there. Um, No, I I mean, one thing for sure with the trial, I do sort of wish it was longer. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it would have taken away from uh, other parts and probably the flow in general of what they were trying to do during. Yeah this series so i understand why it wasn't
0: but it would have been nice just uh just ju- juxtaposition between him and lori blake uh kind of on the opposite trial with the seventh cavalry yeah that would have yeah. been cool yeah that yeah been really
2: nice i well, mean it would have been really cool to see him actually um have some kind of emotional breakdown like all of this like solitude with all these uh clone brains kind of yeah. muscles um around him actually finally got to him and uh, uh we saw him part. <laughs> we, we didn't see an emotional breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Men>. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they, we didn't really see true like frame around the edges. Like it, it did take you mentioning it for me to even See kind of realize it, but
0: it's yeah. it's
1: super super subtle. Yeah, yeah, and I'd say you could spread the trial out over several episodes, but to be honest, based on how they set up the series, it, it doesn't it doesn't work. No space for. It. Yeah, I mean, last episode uh, was all about you know Angela uh, stepping into uh, uh, Hood of Justice, Will Reeves' yeah. his shoes, and so it makes no sense to have this part into that episode because. Yeah. Uh, you know that episode was the, yeah. was was beautiful. Right. It was perfect as well, it was.
2: The, the trial kind of it, it kind of is pointless. Like we know it's going to be pointless, and we're kind of on the edge of our seats to see if it's not pointless, if it's not a farce in some way, or if like there is some kind of like urgency yeah. to what happens afterwards. But like it like just ultimately like, it is pointless. Like he doesn't really have that breakdown. Like there's not really like that like kind of omission of guilt from him that we see. There's not like any remorse there's not there's not really a lot there so there was like kind of a pointless not totally pointless but there was it didn't probably um hit as many beats as it could have even in the time that it was given
1: i think i think there was remorse just not in the way that we um right. that we usually the, recognize the it
2: people can see it yeah
1: so i mean he <laughs> he clearly like he clearly was suffering from a very guilty conscience over all of it in terms of now that might not be remorse. He still believes as a character, he did what he had to do. He truly believes that he saved the world by taking these actions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's hard to be remorseful about that. If you truly believe in that, you know, you yeah. can, you can be remorseful over the lives lost. Mm -hmm. like, like a lot of these people didn't do anything, you know? And so he is absolutely guilty. Like, Mm -hmm. like, there's no question he's guilty. and He Mm -hmm. knows he's guilty, you know, but uh, I will say with the trial, uh, one thing I did like, I did actually like that they gave Crookshanks an actual viable argument in terms of a legal argument. They could have just done away with that, Mm
2: -hmm. cut
1: straight to the verdict, you know, Mm -hmm. and been done with that too. So I like that they actually made it seem like, yes, they actually held a real trial, that they actually made real arguments, that they did real research on this, you know. But yes, that that farcical ending, uh, it didn't didn't really feel like it established much justice. And then, you know, what you brought up earlier, Maria, like, for example, with, with Petey, like he seemed to just be like,
2: gone,
1: like, like thrown away. And it's like, okay, well, you know, all right, just we, sit there and uh,
2: we can always use more Petey. He's hurting, <laughs> we need more of him all the time. If
0: if Adrian isn't on the planet, will there be anybody to take the babies out of the sea, or will there be no more clones?
2: Uh, oh,
1: mate, we don't know how that uh, works, clowns, do we? Huh? Maybe, maybe. Maybe they'll just keep on breeding underneath and create, like, these Uh weird,
2: Uh weird ocean. What What if if those clones, wait, no, I got this. If they ever do, like, a Watchmen 2, like, a canon anything for it, this is what it's going to be. Those little baby clones, they're going to be an entire whole species that takes over that planet or the moon was it yeah and then they'll come to earth and it'll be like the second time there's an alien invasion on our both created by Ozzy Mendez, oh. and both not exactly aliens
1: <laughs> they just mutate over time
2: yeah. oh yeah and they learn space turn travel.
1: into actual like squid babies
2: oh gosh <laughs> oh Oh, yeah, that could happen. Yep, this is definitely why um, there's not a season two. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We we,
1: we don't know yet. We don't know. There (laughs) there there might be hope. There might be hope.
0: If there is, this is what it's going (laughs) to (laughs) be. On that note, do you want to send us off, John? Oh,
1: yes. Time for the outro. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you everybody for listening, uh, to us. Uh, we honestly, we really appreciate your support, uh, whether on Twitch, whether on pot bean or, uh, or on YouTube is, uh, well, I mean, our YouTube stuff, it's going to actually go up all together. Um, uh, once we're done with this, but, uh, no, we really appreciate your, your help and support and, um, you know, we enjoy doing this for you guys as well. Um, so if you, uh, like, the content that you heard today, please uh, share, like, and subscribe. Uh, if you're on Podbean, we still, after all this time, have no idea what uh, <laughs> what can be done to show support. But you guys know, so go ahead and do it. I think uh, I think <laughs> I think it's 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 a heart, maybe or a thumbs up. We're not we're not sure. You There's. Yeah, there's many many symbols that uh that that befuddle us and uh by us I mean me because because oh, I, we got a thumbs we up. We got a thumbs Yay! up. We uh <laughs>
2: thank yeah. You. Yeah, thank you.
1: Um, good. I'm an intern. I can only do so much. Um so please do that. Um if you hated this content and didn't like us, please be sure to share, like and subscribe twice twice because that will show us you know you you teach us a lesson there um in any case
0: the uh, next show will be may 28th at 8 30.
1: oh wow look at that a thursday thank you for saving me from looking like a fool as usual (laughs) (laughs) asking uh so where's the calendar such that we can look up when the show is um
2: i finally remembered this time (laughs) no i
1: appreciate that i appreciate it so Two weeks from now, Thursday, um, eight thirty Pacific, eleven thirty Eastern, ten thirty Central, um, and sorry Mountain, I know, uh,
2: it,
1: it could be confusing, um, but uh, yeah, we look forward to talking with you more then, where we go into episode eight. Only two episodes left, guys, uh, so. We're excited about this. This has been a phenomenal series, a phenomenal ride, and uh, we are looking forward to finishing uh, this up with you. And uh, I don't know. Maybe if you want to start leaving comments about what series maybe to do next, we have one in mind. We don't yes. want to release it quite yet. Oh, we can make it. A poll. <laughs> We we could even make a poll. That would oh. be that would be smart. That would well, I understand.
2: Count for something. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: we have so little of that in this country. So.
2: Oh. <laughs> Thank you.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> Honestly, votes are important. Go out, do your due diligence. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and vote for our next show
1: yes
0: yes
2: (laughs) all right
1: um in any case uh
0: avatar the last airbender is a vote
1: is a vote interesting okay that has been thrown out there all right (laughs) we we might put that in the poll all right (laughs) on that note everybody have a wonderful night uh thank you so much and until next time could you do it better (laughs) thanks guys bye (laughs)
2: mm <laughs>